Welcome to another episode of Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. This is Olga Hayes, your host today. Now, I have a couple of questions for you. Do you ever feel like you have too much to do and no time to do it? Do you feel like what's coming at you is like a fire hose of input, information, and distractions? Do you ever feel like you neglect to pay attention to what's important in life and are distracted by wasting time on what does not count? Now, if you answered yes to any of these questions, this podcast is for you. In this episode, we will explore the role of technology and social media in this hacking of our attention, and we will offer an antidote to our addiction to digital devices. We'll offer a couple of tools to get free and relate to our lives with freedom and meaning. So let's get to it. Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Today, I'm so excited to have a discussion with Bob McClure. And Bob is a frequent guest on our show, and we love having him. Hi, Bob. Uh, hi, Olga. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good. Bob, you've been on our show a few times before, and we are very grateful for you. But just in case some people don't know who you are, would you mind introducing yourself quickly and kind of explaining what you do here at Sharp Healthcare? Sure. I uh, teach mindfulness and compassion training here at Sharp, and I also teach at UCLA's Mindful Awareness Research Center, where we train teachers in mindfulness. And I teach at Stanford's Compassion Cultivation Training Center, which is C-Care. This is wonderful. You know, I, I know how much you do here for Sharp Healthcare, but sometimes I forget that you also do other things. Mm. So thanks for those <laughs> reminders. Sure. Uh, we appreciate you. So we want to talk about attention today, right? Yes. Or the lack thereof. Yes. <laughs> the lack thereof. The lack yeah. thereof. Yeah. So as I mentioned in our introduction, a lot of us feel sometimes that we don't have any control of our attention in this mm -hmm age of technology anymore. We're constantly bombarded with notifications from our cell phones, with alerts. We always respond to texts. We check our emails. We check our Instagram feeds and Facebook feeds. And I always feel like um, I'm at some kind of war mm. and there's a war waged for my attention. I'm always drawn in so many directions. Yes. And as a result... I can't focus on anything. Yes. I'm focusing on all these little things, but I can't really get anything done, and I'm not really paying attention yeah. to anything specifically, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And what you're describing is what a lot of people now are reporting. Um, you know, we're, we're involved in this big global experiment mm. that nobody knows what's going to happen. The experiment is really that our attention is being hacked. Hacked. Being hacked. That's a mm -hmm. term from you know, from technology where they can hack into our accounts or you can hack into something. And, oh. and the hacking is coming from social media and technology that is designed to be addictive. Yeah, designed intentionally yeah. to make yeah. us off. Yeah, the okay. platforms are literally designed to capture your attention and hmm. scatter it. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when you, you know, most people have the experience of, You decide to check Facebook 
or Instagram, and then a half hour later, you kind of wake up and realize <laughs> you've just gone from thing to thing to thing. And if you look at the YouTube, yeah. anytime you yeah. watch a YouTube video, yeah. things are popping up constantly. So they get paid. Uh, you know, uh, Google, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, they get paid uh-huh. the more times you click on those things that distract you. So it's actually training our brains. It's, it's actually called capture and scatter. It's, a, it's uh, the opposite of being able wow. to focus wow. on something. And so they're using human psychology and even neurology to, yeah. to keep us glued to our screens all day. For them to make money. For them to make money because yeah. basically they're paying for our eyeballs, for our attention, well, yeah, right? Yeah, matter of so, fact, yeah. they, they because, call it the attention economy, meaning uh-huh. the more they can capture mm-hmm. your attention, my attention, the more money they make. Now, I just want to clarify, I'm not a Luddite about technology. No, I, no, I love know, technology. I'm not saying we should no, get rid of, of it. Not. Absolutely. My iPhone is mm-hmm. probably my best possession. Mm-hmm. But being able to be intentional and mindful about how we use it is going to be the key because it's an addiction. And that's why many people, they, you know, and they hear this podcast, they're going to say, oh, wait a minute, maybe I am addicted. Yeah. And one way to tell is notice how many times of the day you just reach for your phone. Uh, you, I think, uh, you know yeah. what? Yeah, I actually did a little bit of research. Ah. Uh. To give you some statistics, do you know how often do you check your phone on average? I don't. I know, you know, the I, no, I don't actually. No. Well, let me tell you, Bob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad I know something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know, but I, I just kind of looked it up. And on average, Bob, a person checks his or her phone 80 times a day. 80 times 80, a day. 80. Wow. Eight, or once every 12 minutes. Oh, and man. that's just for an average user, more like you and me. Yeah. But you know how some people are super users. Yeah. And the super users check their phones every four minutes, and that's wow. approximately ten percent of wow. all Americans in the United States. And also, there is a study that shows that in 2017, the average internet user spends fifteen percent, fifteen one five percent of their wake awake time checking the media, checking wow. their phones wow. on social networks. Wow. 15% of your time. Well, and you know, the implication for um, attention is huge because mm-hmm. what the neuroscientists will tell us is every time you're interrupt, you're doing a task uh-huh. and you're interrupted, I think, I think it's about 24 four. minutes before you can get back yeah. on task. So yes. if every 12 minutes, it means get distracted. you're not paying attention to anything. No, really. and then you need another 24 to get refocused yes. on what you were doing before. Exactly. So I do want to know about the, you know, what are the signs of being addicted. But I did want to mention that I'm with you. I love technology. Oh, and I think it's rather interesting that technology is a beautiful thing. Yes. It makes our life simpler but at the same time, it makes our lives harder. Yes. And, you know, with the aspect to, you know, with regards to attention hacking, how what's supposed to make our lives easier and makes us less stressed, makes us a little more distracted, yes. makes us more stressed. So it's a paradox well, in a way, it, right? It is a paradox. Yeah. And as you said in your introduction, that most, many people, when they begin to reflect on it, realize they've lost control of mm-hmm. it. 
And, you know, one way to tell is, for example, just checking how many times a day you reach for your phone. Yeah. And on the iPhone now, you can check that. It will... I wanted to say there is an app to help <laughs> yeah. you check how well, the often. Well, f- the phone will tell you. Yeah. So oh, it's wow. And how much time you're spending on social yeah. media. Okay. And then the other thing is that we've banished boredom and solitude from our experience, which has been the, hu- mm-hmm. been the mm-hmm. experience of humans from mm-hmm. the very beginning. And so that's what the social experiment is kind of dangerous, is we really wonder what's going to happen when people cannot be bored and cannot, especially kids. And one way to, one way to check that out is when you're sitting and doing, you know, you're sitting in a doctor's office, you're waiting in a Starbucks line, Mm -hmm. you, there's nothing to do. What do you do? Do, Most people reach for their phone. So that we really uh, are banishing things like boredom and solitude. And yet Mm -hmm. boredom, we know, is a is a condition for a lot of creativity and yeah. thought and solitude, yeah. Yeah. being with oneself. Yeah. And those are great points. And also, the downside of you know using technology so often is we are less productive at yes. work. Our performance, yes. I feel like our yes. performance suffers. If you're constantly distracted at work, what kind of work are you going to produce? That's right. Yeah, and the, statistic, yeah. well, the statistics in the workplace are that yeah. the productivity has not risen in the last, I think it's 10 years in the United States, which is odd because we've got all these devices. And yeah, tools. but that's also because it has been about 10, 11 years since yep. the introduction of the first smartphone. That's right. right. That's so right. that kind of right along those lines. Yeah, I mean, it makes exactly. sense. Yeah. Interesting. This is interesting. So... It sounds like it's almost inevitable that our attention is being hacked. Hacked, yes. And there are certain signs to check for. So let's see if we can come up with some solutions and help Uh, our listeners to maybe um, get rid of those addictions and find more balance in their lives. Is it? Do you think it's possible, or are we doomed? Yeah. No, I know it's possible because. A year ago, when I think about how I used, uh, and I have Instagram, um, I'm not using Facebook right now, but I have Instagram, I have Twitter, I have my cell phone, I have my computer. So a year ago, when I look at how I was using it, again, every time I turned around, I would look and check my phone. I saw that as an efficient way to get things done during the day. The other thing is I began to know, begin to recognize that I was no longer reading books. And if I would sit down with a paper book, which is rare, um, I couldn't spend more than five minutes and then I would get distracted. And I began to realize that there was something wrong because I've always been an avid reader. Mm -hmm. So um, I took uh, one of the recommendations, a series of recommendations that I ended up doing. You know, I had a concussion at the beginning of the year and Mm -hmm. I could not use any devices or TV or anything. So I had almost five weeks of being totally detoxed. What? Did you have um, withdrawals? No, no, because and this is where <laughs> because we're talking the, about an addiction. Well, right? I think if I'd been without the concussion, I probably would have felt the withdrawal big time. But because I had a you know a physical oh, condition right, going right. on, it made it easier in one sense. When I came back to be able to use it, uh, I was aware of this problem, and so I started to just look at balancing, only picking the social media that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. So. Twitter and Instagram I use, Facebook I don't, and everything else I don't. Email I use, obviously. So I made some intentional choices, and then I chose to do it differently. The other thing is I built in a lot of what they're now calling analog activities, you know, like the old-fashioned term for the analog watch Mm -hmm, and the digital mm -hmm. watch. Analog activities are things like reading paper books, watching movies, listening to music, 
taking a walk in the forest. Analog activity. Analog. Very good. Yeah. So what happened was that now I feel like I have a pretty healthy relationship mm -hmm. with the technology. Yeah. But you had to be very intentional about this, you right? You have to be intentional. You had to, first you had to realize, wait, this is happening to me. Right. It's not what I used to be. Right. And then you had to put some effort into combating that. Yes. And finding some solutions yeah, to, exactly. to go back to being a little more normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. And, you know, I feel like yeah. I am where I might have been five years ago yeah. where I can yeah. sit down. And, and another another little trick they suggest is you can gray screen your um, the screen on your phone. Yeah. It's really interesting when you do yeah. that because the color yeah. just captures your attention. And then the other thing is when I go when I sit down to read a book, let's say if I decide I'm going to give myself an hour to read, I move all of my devices in another room. I literally move my phone, mm -hmm. my computer, everything. Mm -hmm. I have a laptop. And there is something about sitting there without any of that stuff in view. Um, and you can actually feel the difference. You can almost feel yourself, your attention yeah. kind of seeking it out. It's the, it's the remnant of the addiction. Have you heard about this term, uh, separation anxiety, uh -huh. from your phone? Yes. Yeah. There's actually, there's it's a, a real term. thing. Yeah, there's a term called nomophobia. Oh, Okay. <laughs> it's no mobile phone. Oh. It's the fear, wow. the anxiety of wow. being with it. Wow. And it, just last night, one of the things I did is I'm experimenting with leaving my phone at home in situations where I can go away and don't need it. So I took a walk last night and I left my phone at home. And a couple times I thought, you know, I had the thought, what if there's an emergency? But then, then it was just there. Yeah. 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 No, I love the separation anxiety from our phones. This is a real thing. Nomophobia. People, nomophobia. It's one of, right. I love it. It's so clever. You know, one of the things I practice is when I get to work, I put my phone away until lunch into my purse. Ah, great. I don't look at it. I don't touch it. Great. I, I miss all the phone calls. But, <laughs> Usually it's nothing serious. But then yeah. you can pay attention to I can actually things. pay attention to what matters you know, to my work. Um, another suggestion I read about is creating a device-free area in your house. Ah. It could be a bedroom, it could be your office, it could be your library, kitchen. Yep. But that's the place where there is there are no phones, there are no TVs, there are no tablets. This is the place where you can engage in your analog activities, yes. where you can actually read, yes. listen to the music. You can actually talk to your partner <laughs> and Imagine. yeah, your kids, you can actually have real human interactions. Uh -huh. So that's something I read is super helpful. That's Just great. having, designating the space in your, in your home. Well, and I think that goes back to what, when you mentioned intention, you can have intention about places where you're not going to use it and then place and then times when you're not going to yes. use it. And it goes back to intention. In order to have attention. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I like that. So those are some great suggestions um, that how we can become a little more digitally minimalists. Is that <laughs> yes. the term? Yeah. yeah so it is. A, really, and actually a really good yeah. book. Cal Newport wrote a book called Digital Minimalism. That's exactly. Highly recommended. Okay. Because all of this is okay. in there along, along with the brain science, okay. which is pretty striking. Um we will provide, what's the name of the book? Digital Minimalism? Di di by, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. I like that. We will provide the name of the book in the show notes. Great. Just to, to help our readers find it. But so, yeah, being more minimalistic with your usage of digital devices is one way of 
kind of combating your addiction. What about mindfulness, Bob? Yeah. Is that something that can help us since you're such a mindfulness yeah. pro? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's important to have, develop those skills as well. So one of the analogies that's being done, I don't know if you know who Marie Kondo is. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows who She declutters the world. I watched one episode, yes. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> so she, she helps people declutter their environments. Mm-hmm. What I'm suggesting is that mindfulness practice can declutter your mind. So it's fine if you declutter your environment and that helps you be you know, calmer and clearer, but, but the practice of mindfulness is a way to declutter the mind. And the reason this is so important is that we know from the, from the neuroscience now is that what's happening with this scatter focus that you know, where our attention is being hacked is literally the parts of the brain that normally would be um, reserved for uh, concentration, for example, and focus, to be able to read a book mm-hmm. for a half hour, those are being replaced by this scatter focus function that we're basically training ourselves all day long when we're reaching for our phone, mm-hmm. surfing media. So the good news is that the evidence suggests that you can go back and replace those parts of the brain that have been uh-huh. lost. Uh, but that's that's the current you know idea. Mm-hmm. So what mindfulness practice does, you know, mindfulness just pay, just the skill of paying attention mm-hmm. to present moment experience with openness right. and curiosity, mm-hmm. and it no trains judgment. no judgment. It trains it, it trains three different skills which are relevant to what we're talking about: concentration, which is huge, the ability to choose what you pay attention to. Uh, Yes. When when Instagram is calling me, when the phone is calling me, you know, Mm -hmm. just neurologically, Mm -hmm. I can build like a muscle in my brain. It's like a bicep Mm -hmm. curl for my brain. Mm -hmm. The ability to say, put that in the next room. I'm not going to answer that. Turn it off. Uh, I'll I'll check Instagram only on my computer once a day. You know, make those kind of intentional decisions, and mindfulness, the concentration skill, can help. Second skill is sense clarity. You really, instead of being lost in thought, you really know what you're seeing, hearing, and feeling. You're really present. And then the third skill is equanimity, which is you don't have to get rid of anything or hang on to anything in order to be present. So those are three things that yes. the mindfulness teaches us. It's wonderful. So, And then our listeners can also learn for themselves what mindfulness can do by attending some of our free classes here at Sharp yes. Healthcare. This yes. is my shameless plugging, of course. <laughs> um, Bob teaches free drop-in mindfulness classes here at Sharp Healthcare at several Sharp Healthcare locations, and we'll yes. post the schedule in the show notes as well. Great. Yes. Great. And there and is... Will. And oh, Will. Yes, we course. have an online... Again, it's yeah. so funny that... It's important. We're not Luddites. We're not against social media. No, we love social media. Will is our very own technology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh You no. I love technology. I think technology is wonderful and we live in this amazing age. Mm. And there's so many wonderful advances that help us be productive and be more effective. And we should take advantage of of that. But we also should be able to choose when we use technology and not let technology choose it for us. That's right. As you said at the beginning, the freedom. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also the freedom to choose what's meaningful. Mm-hmm. I was in a restaurant yesterday, and I was just noticing all the couples that were there on their phones oh, together. Oh, that's so sad. And I thought, you know, to put them away and to pay attention mm-hmm. to a human being yeah. is the most important thing. I, I agree. I think another 
tip we can give if you go out with some friends and your partners just put the phone away don't even touch it during your dinner during your date That's night right. yeah this is so important you'll you'll feel so much better and so much more connected yeah with this person people you love um, going back to Will, I feel like we <laughs> yeah. totally got derailed. Okay, we still have to work on. I'll give you the shameless Staying focused. <laughs> have to stay focused. But Will is this amazing mindfulness app. Yes. That's available to all Shark employees for free, and yes. it's spelled W H I L. And we can provide the link to it in the show notes as well. And and you know it's a good example too, Olga of how the technology can train us for the skills that we're talking about. Because when you use will, if you use a guided meditation or use the courses, the lectures, Mm -hmm. you're training your brain. So, again, this is not about technology is the evil thing. It's about how you use it and for what purpose. Exactly. Uh, Well, Bob, that has been, this has been really interesting, very informative. I think this is such an important topic. I do too. Yeah. And I'm glad we covered some of the basics any any last words of wisdom at all before we wrap it up? No, I think just um, you know some there's more conversation about oh, yeah, this now, absolutely. and some people are suggesting just like mindfulness may be the next healthcare revolution, it may be the next big calamity is this inability of for humans to be able to pay attention. Yeah. So if you think about what the implications would be when we. When you're, you know, when your doctor can't pay attention, when people on the road don't pay attention. Mm. So the last words, I guess, would be take this to heart for mm-hmm. all of us and then explore the tools that will make a difference. Absolutely. And now that the demands for our attention, attention are becoming more demanding. Yeah. It's becoming more important than ever for us to pay attention to paying attention, right? <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> and hopefully with this discussion and the suggestions we made, um, our listeners will will start doing just that. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> Thank you, Bob, for your time Thank again. Thank you, Olga. It's always fun. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone out there will provide some really great resources on the show notes to this episode. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.